0: Good morning ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the RR show. We've got some bangers for you today. This is kind of a special episode, this is episode 200, and so today we're just throwing a mix of the best stories we found at you. Don't forget, if you want to get a little bit more for absolutely free, go and check out our YouTube channel, The RR Show, on YouTube, obviously. We're dropping original content over there in video format. It's absolutely amazing. We've just dropped a video about how someone's mum set their bully's house on fire. That's a nuclear revenge story you do not want to miss, so head on over there and check that out. But without further ado, our first story in from malicious compliance from Nimeane Aqua. It became apparent to me last week that my roommates were trying to drive me out of the house to get one of their boyfriends in on the lease. When I told them I wanted to stay, they started staging incidents and messes around the house that they could yell at me for them. And it all came to a head when they called a meeting with me two days ago. One of them had to hold the other back as she screamed at me that she hated me and I was not welcome in the building they proceeded to tell me that I contributed nothing to the house and wasted their space, and that they had gotten in with the landlady and convinced her to not renew my lease in June. I told them I talked to the landlady, and when they said they were the heads of the house, I laughed and went on with my day. I spoke to the landlady, and she acknowledged that they were out of hand, and while she had given them the power to not renew my lease, she had also said I could move out whenever, and not pay for a single day that i wasn't there so yesterday when my roommates both left to visit family their sisters i immediately called everyone i knew and vacated the house of everything i owned i took the curtains the rugs all the cat toys and even the cat tower that i had made with my mum. i took all of their things off my shelves and other furniture and stacked them in the middle of the now nearly empty living room i snapped pictures of everything handed the keys to the landlady, and immediately fucked off. They won't be back to the house until tomorrow. I've blocked them on everything, so I won't get any angry messages, but I'm sure their faces will be priceless when they come home to a half-empty house with hundreds of dollars in storage and furniture gone. So much for me not contributing anything to the house. Now, I actually don't. They also have to find someone else to take up the lease till their boyfriend can move in when June comes round or they have to pick up my rent. Feels pretty good. Yeah, normally the best way of dealing with any bullshit in life is to just wash your hands of it and move on. Not my problem, not my business. Our next story is from Today I Fucked Up. Lucius Dickus Maximus wrote, Today I Fucked Up by Maybe accidentally inviting my plumber over for Thanksgiving. My plumber’s a really nice guy with a heart of 24 karat gold. I’ve actually started smiling when I clogged the toilet because it means he’s coming over with his Italian accent and his arcane sense of humour. Last time, as he walked in and saw my ceramic cactus sculpture, he remarked, “It does look like you have a green tube guy, my friend." I honestly couldn't say what it is about him that excites me so much. I guess we all have people in our lives that we for some reason just enjoy being around. Yesterday as he fixed my sink we had one of our most intimate conversations ever. I told him about my family history of alcoholism and he opened up about how his ex-wife was supposed to join him in the states a few years back but instead fell in love with another man. He lives alone here while his family is still in Italy and he just had a major falling out with three of his best friends. After he was done working, I opened a bottle of tequila, and we kept taking shots and talking until we were beyond fucked. At one point, I guess I felt really bad about his situation, so I invited him to Thanksgiving dinner, and he began to weep. We hugged, and he told me he appreciated it so much. Then we took three more shots, and he drove home. My wife was already displeased to come home and find me drunk on a Sunday, and then when I told her that our plumber was coming to Thanksgiving dinner, oh she went off. We've only been married a few months and this is going to be our first Thanksgiving as a family. Her parents and siblings are coming over and it's a huge deal for her. She really wants to prove herself as a hostess and an adult. She says there is no way. The plumber is coming to Thanksgiving. Now I have to call him or something and let him know that he can't come. But that will shatter my heart and make his next house call very awkward. I might polish off the tequila tonight and send him a text or something. My palms are really sweaty as I type. Bro, what do you mean he drove home? What? You just let him drive home after feeding him half a bottle of tequila. You psychopath. What are you doing? God, I at least hope you gave him a turtle shell or something. Right. Our next one is in uh, from Petty Revenge. Posted by Ice Arena. Petty Revenge on a driver tailgating me. I work nights for over a year. The route home took me on a rural one-lane highway. No streetlights, lots of curves, lots of trees, lots of deer. The speed limit on this stretch is 55 miles per hour. Almost everyone goes 65, but I had noticed cops cracking down on people speeding on that road, so I stopped pushing the speed limit so much. I was on my way home, tired after a 12-hour overnight shift. It was pitch black out, no stars or moon because of cloud cover. I mean, It was dark, but there was no one else on the roads at that time. Still, I didn't want to deal with deer or drive too fast on the winding roads while tired, so I kept my speed pretty close to the speed limit. A car pulls up behind me, rides my tail, flashing his lights, making like he wants to pass. Now, there's no shoulder, so I can't just pull over and let him go. Also, there's no one else on the road at this hour and hasn't been for the whole drive. He could easily have just passed me. So I slow down. He keeps on my tail, despite being on a straight road where he could easily just drive around me. I set my cruise control to exactly 55 miles per hour and decide to ignore him because I'm petty like that. I was going. 58, almost 60 on the straightways, but not anymore. You're going to be an ass, despite having ample opportunity to pass? That's on you, dog. As soon as we get to a no-passing zone, as you do, he apparently decides he's had enough and floors it, zipping round me. Finally, moments later, I see flashing lights in my rear view. A police car pulls around me and pulls over the impatient driver. Oh boy, am I glad I kept it to the speed limit. Next in, we got one from Nuclear Revenge. Top Professional 69 wrote, My boss suspended me for his negligence, so I ruined his life. For a little context, I worked at a vape shop, which is already a rough space due to regulations and laws the government is putting on us. Due to this, we were well aware that certain products we sold and or made were highly illegal and enforceable at any time. I, 25 male, have been working at my job for a little over a year and a half. The owner of the company is the one who hired me and she was the biggest sweetheart in the world. Unfortunately, she was forced out of her company by her son. He's the type of person who believes that he is always right, and if you don't agree with him, he will completely ignore you or fire you. He literally forced his mum into retirement by threatening to unalive himself and continues to use that card every time she says she wants to come and visit. Last winter, we had a massive snowstorm. Getting to work was rough, but we were told that we had to come anyway. We get there and the snow isn't ploughed from the parking lot because he didn't want to pay the guy to do it, so we had to. Due to the lot being absolutely massive, we couldn't get it all done in time for us to help customers. As they came and went, we noticed the snow being patted down into the ground and easily turned into a slip and slide. Of course, he didn't do anything about it and asked me and another co-worker to clear all the garbage out of the other side of the building. When I did, I slipped and hurt myself. I didn't file for workers' comp, but told them I needed to rest myself while at work. The next shift, I sat almost the entire shift and because I couldn't do anything, I sat on my phone, only getting up to help customers. The next day, my manager tells me he got out of a meeting with the owner's son and I was suspended for a week five shifts. As I am a college student and rent an apartment and have car payments, I couldn't afford to lose five days of pay. I marched into his office and laid it out that either he fires me so I can collect unemployment or he unsuspends me. He told me neither was happening and that he was going to use me as an example to the rest of the employees. I was pissed and cursed him out. He doesn't like confrontation so he shortened my suspension to get me out of the office. He then treated me poorly and singling me out for everything everyone else also does, but I also was the only one being punished. Then comes the fact that he wanted to reconcile by forcing me to do handyman work around the place and didn't give me the tools, equipment or training to do or use any of these objectives. This was the tipping point for me. The revenge? Due to being constantly singled out, I came to learn that everyone else was unhappy with this fact. I learned all the dirty little secrets about the company, including illegal products, labor violations, tax violations, etc. I used these secrets, I learned, to call multiple government agencies, FDA, OSHA, DOL, and reported him by name. First, OSHA came and did an inspection on my day off. He told everyone they only cited him for a small violation and he was good other than that. I was obviously angry at that, but a few weeks later, I got a packet in the mail telling me he got cited for everything and he was getting massive fines. I then got called into the office again with the manager who told me I was suspended. He proceeded to tell my manager that he was getting demoted for not writing me up more and that I was no longer getting my raise until... I fixed my attitude. This of course was right after he said, I don't care that you called OSHA. This little act is known as retaliation, which is illegal to do to people who called protective agencies like OSHA. He refused to even look at me at this point because if he did anything that would imply he was punishing me for calling OSHA, I would have a lawsuit to destroy him. Now to today. Another day off for me and I get a text from a co-worker at 11 am. That message was, FDA is here, the manager quit and it's crazy. The FDA and IRS came rolling in full force in black trucks and SUVs. They came in and raided the place, seizing all the illegal products and all the paperwork pertaining to the business. They're still there as I write this, so hopefully there will be more to come, but Knowing how this works out, in most cases, I won't have a job much longer and will be on unemployment. Update 1. The ATF also showed up. They confiscated all the house made juices. We apparently don't have a manufacturing license. None of us knew this and that means we may no longer be able to sell products. The IRS showed up because there's a possible cause for an investigation into tax evasion. As I learn more, I will continue to update. Update 2 It seems as though, through talks with the lawyer, the son decided to actually take the heat for all this, and he's going to have to pay massive fines and is possibly looking at jail time. He likely won't ever be able to get a manufacturing license for the rest of his life, and they said essentially that he won't be able to open any new businesses. I know he had two new locations rented out, and in the process of opening, And those are never going to happen now. They're raiding his other businesses today, and that's going to be interesting, considering that if he doesn't have the paperwork for that business, it could lead to much more jail time. So as of right now, even though my job isn't shutting down yet, his other businesses is getting raided. He can't open the two locations that he put a shit ton of money and time into, and he's going to be fined all he's worth and possibly go to jail. Next in on Petty Revenge from The Toilet Destroyer Entitled Parker parked in my driveway so I blocked them in and got drunk all weekend. Friday night I came home from work to find someone on our block was having a large party and someone decided they were entitled to park in my driveway. Keep in mind my driveway is a single car width lined with a retaining wall on both sides And a garage at the end essentially impossible for a tow truck to come and pull them out without property damage seeing this and the lack of street parking i took this as a cue to park right behind them in my driveway now a few hours go by and their entitled parker is now knocking at my door demanding i move my car so that she can leave seeing as they were demanding i informed them that i had been drinking and would not move my car The entitled parker then decides to call the police to get them to force me to move. When the police knock on my door, I was sure to grab a beer from the fridge before I answered to talk to the officer. I informed him that after I got home, I was unwinding and had been drinking and was in no shape to drive. At this point, their hands were tied because they couldn't tow her car out. I'm in no shape to drive and I'm legally parked on my driveway. ended up telling the Entitled Parker that since it's a long weekend, I would be on a long weekend bender and they could come move their car after I go to work on Tuesday. Next in, written in Pro Revenge by Don't Give Up The Shoe Lying and using people, I got you. This one needs a bit of background to fully understand why I went out of my way for this revenge. My best friend was married for 10 years. With his ex for a total of 13 years, he was absolutely head over heels in love with her, like I'd never seen before, which I never understood due to her alcohol abuse. She would take it out on him, and when he'd be venting about it, he'd always fall back on, it's not her, it's the illness, a very respectable and admirable stance on it. Last year, she asked for a divorce because after years of what I would call abuse, He had simply run out of gas, her reasoning for asking for one. She got fired for testing positive for weed. He wasn't empathetic enough. He admits he wasn't because it had come on the back of her drunken tirades, where she told him he was a piece of shit who was always trying to control her. When all he ever tried to do was get her away from booze for the way she treated him when she was drunk. It took him forever to move on from this with the divorce following shortly after. And earlier this year, after thinking he was moving on, he calls me to come over and he's in a bad way. I arrive and he's absolutely full down level of drunk. Going on that she didn't ask for a divorce for those reasons, that she had really been cheating with several other people. The next morning when he's more coherent, I ask him how he knew. He was cleaning out the spare room and selling slash donating stuff he didn't need anymore And when he went to clear out an old tablet, she was still logged in and all of the evidence was right there. He gets that out and says he's going back to bed and asks me to lock up when I leave. Before I left, I looked at the tablet. After seeing what I saw, I wanted to find a way to get even with that horrible and conniving woman. So I took pictures of it all and left. When I got home, I started looking up information about these people. Two of them were just normal guys. Whether they knew she was married or not, I don't know. But the third, well, the third comes up as a registered sex offender. Still on probation for being such a disgusting pile of shit and address listed as 123 Lane City State, Chomo knew that she was married. I immediately knew what I was going to do. Chomo didn't live at 123 Lane, Chomo was living with the conniving ex. She made regular posts about their time together. On top of that, she is an avid weed user and has several firearms because she enjoys sports shooting. So I go into the state's sex offender site and make a report of Chomo not actually living where he's registered and that Chomo is living in a home with what he has no right to being a convicted felon and on parole. I include screenshots of the social media posts and all to back it up. I was thinking little would happen but an inconvenience to their lives. Oh boy, was I wrong. She broke her typical posts with nothing serious trend on social media yesterday, with this gem: My year can't get any worse. Chomo lost his job and I'm now facing eviction because I can't afford my rent. So I go to the state court system site to see if it's related and yes, it was. Chomo was rearrested. she clearly can't post bail or Chomo would be out. The job she took after being fired definitely can't support her lifestyle. So he's probably going back to prison, or at least jail, and she's a breath away from being homeless. I don't know if I'd ever tell my best friend I was the one behind this, but he is definitely ecstatic to see a horrible woman and sewer rat get what they deserve. Part of me wants to put up the sex offender registration link and that it's sitting in jail and says something of the effect of it's a little more than losing a job. But not wanting to make my best friend's life harder, I'll just let sleeping dogs lie. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here with us for this wonderful episode. I can't wait to see you in the next one. Until then, peace out, take care.